From the Asset Builder headquarters in Dallas, Texas, welcome to Keep It Simple, a show that discusses simple techniques and philosophies to help de-stressify investors around the world. I'm your host, Jared Herzog, and welcome to the show. And today we're talking once again with our very shrewd, knowledgeable, experienced investment advisor representatives, Adam Morse and Janet Griffith. Today, we're talking about one formula that has a pretty big pull on our lives. A one Warren Buffett has a pretty good quote on this. He says, my wealth has come from a combination of living in America, some lucky genes, and compound interest. That's right. Today, we're talking about compound interest and all the ways that it affects our investment lives. Now, it seems obvious, even elementary, but today we want to take note of how astounding a difference it can make in your financial life, positive or negative. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Keep it simple each and every week. You can email us with any questions about the podcast or any episode suggestions at podcast at assetbuilder.com. And you can always find our show notes for every episode at assetbuilder.com dot com slash podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get to the show. How are you guys doing today? Very good. Doing really well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> today we're talking about the most invigorating, exciting, phenomenal topic, uh, a formula that can change your whole life. Absolutely. If you understood it. Uh, and that is compound interest. And the reason, one of the big reasons we're talking about that today, Adam, let us know why is compound interest so important in uh, relation to what you were about to talk about. Yeah. I mean, so we had kind of decided to talk about this before the numbers came out yesterday, but it just so happens that the numbers for inflation for the month of October came out. Um, and it's, it's gotten a lot of people's attention because it was very high. Um, we've been, we did a, an episode on inflation a couple months ago. This does not surprise us. But it seems to have taken, you know, the market and at least the press by surprise. Um, so let's just run through those numbers really quick. So over the last 12 months, ending October 31st, inflation's up 6.2%. Mm-hmm. Now, if you wanted to kind of let the White House set the tone, they're going to give you the community inflation adjusted number, which removes the cost of energy and the cost of food. How and if you be? remove those items, it's only 4.6%. <laughs> now, I tend to buy food. Most days. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I also tend to buy energy. Yeah. So I like to include those numbers in my measures. Um, so 6.2% is... Yeah, the grocery bills are crazy. Now. Yeah, they crazy. are. <laughs> crazy. And, and I, we can link this chart uh, in the show notes, but I did out, straight out of the New York Times, pulled a chart um, that kind of breaks down by category what inflation figures have been. So we'll just run through some of the highlights. So uh, fuel up 50% over the last 12 months. Car and truck rentals up 39%. Utilities up 28%. We all know cars are- unbelievable. unbelievable. Utilities are up 28%. Yep. Yeah, sorry, let me qualify that. Gas, so gas. Okay. Up up 28%. Uh, We all know cars are impossible to find, particularly used cars, up 26%. Um, Let's see, what's interesting here? Beef and veal, I don't know if there's a lot of veal eaters out there, but meat up 20%. Mm, Bacon is up 12%. Eggs up 12%. Um, And then you jump down into like computers, 8%. Clothing, 9%. Um, Interestingly, airline is a negative 5%. So airline fares dropped slightly. Smartphones 
dropped 21% over last year. It's so like that. those are big numbers. Yeah. I mean, 50% in fuel costs over a year. Right. Right. So why is that important? Well, inflation grows on itself, mm -hmm. right? So if inflation is 4% this year, next year we're starting at that, that higher number. So inflation grows at a compound rate. Right. And it's really important because if you're not investing or growing your purchasing power at a compound rate, you're going to lose out. Right. Okay. So it, it's a really kind of fundamental concept, but arguably like one of the most important concepts to really harness and understand because without it, you're going to lose out. Yep. You're going to lose out. It is the key thing that makes our portfolios work. Shannon, if you had to give a just straight definition of compound interest, especially in relation to simple interest, how would you define it? Well, simple interest is is what is charged or what you may earn on the principal amount only. And the compound interest is takes into consideration the interest. So you're getting interest on the interest as well. And that's why it's huge. It doesn't look like much maybe in one year, but compounded over 10 years mm -hmm. at an average rate of what, 10%, you're going to double your money, more than double your money. So, so that's, that's you know, powerful. we tell our kids money doesn't grow on trees. But, but it does in investments. It can grow, <laughs> you know, while you're doing nothing. You don't have to, you can put it in an investment and go to sleep at night and the next day, you know, hopefully it's grown, but certainly over time it should grow right. for you. So that's what's beautiful about compound interest. It's very powerful, so. but it, its effects are most noted over time, as you're saying. Mm -hmm. you know, and the sooner you start, the better. Right. I mean, um, I don't know if either of you have watched the Warren Buffett documentary, or you probably know enough about him and re have read about him, but he where got that concept. There's a documentary on Warren Buffett. On where did you get it? Oh, gosh. Is it like on one of the streaming yeah. Okay. I need to. How have it's I not been seen over this? a year ago oh, since man. I watched it? So I don't probably right. Netflix. Well, but who knows? Next on my list. But uh, but he got that concept early. You know, age yep. 10, 12, somewhere like that, and that helped him make his millions, right? And uh, there's been studies, or or people have looked at other investors that they think are better investors than Warren Buffett, but because they started in their thirties yep. or forties, they'll never have as much money as he had. So he has a quote here that I wrote down he said, my wealth has come from a com combination of living in America, some lucky genes and compound interest. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. It's one of the so, three things. <laughs> yeah. And I was telling Adam earlier, you know, one of the things with my kid, my kids are grown and Adams are young. So, so I don't mind giving him a little bit of advice occasionally, but he needs it. yeah, I'm, I need it, please more. <laughs> but one of the things that my husband and I wanted to teach our children was about money. You know, mm -hmm. we came from a generation where you didn't talk to your kids about money, so we were thrown out into the world on our own to figure that out. And so we took some simple compact uh, mm -hmm. concepts that we had taught ourselves the envelope method, different things like that. Later on, the Dave Ramsey method. Right. But really taught them about, we would give them an allowance and set aside a portion for giving, set aside a portion for savings, and then you can spend this portion. Um, and I said, we should have taken it a step further and taught them how money can grow for them. So, um, yeah. 
an example is if you've ever watched Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary taught his kids this concept. And I was like, man, that's brilliant. Why didn't I think of that? Tell, but, tell them how, how he did it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. So basically he would give them money coins for their piggy bank. Mm. And at night while they slept, he would add money to it. Right. So the next day they would count and that's see cool. that had, it had grown. Yeah. It makes it real for them. Now, did he take so, away coins though sometimes? Well, like I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> he didn't go that far into the concept, but I thought that was a great picture of showing them that if right. you save your money, there is a way to help grow that for you. Mm-hmm. So Right. I have a heart chart here in front of me that says if you started with $10,000 and just as you said, made 10% each year uh, for 20 for twenty years, from $10,000, it would grow to $67,000. Mm-hmm. And then in 30, it's $174,000 from $10,000. Right, right. That's just with interest. That's not adding. So start, you know, as soon as you can. I mean, it's never too late, right? But yeah. but if you're if you're my age, then let's work on teaching our grandchildren this concept. And Adam made a good point. Now, like, yeah. even if you're 50, you still have a 30-year time horizon. I always thought that was a really good point. You yep. know, mm-hmm. you can still put 30 oh, years in the market. Absolutely. You always have time. And that's, you know, I say this a lot, but time is the most important variable. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we can't get more of it. And it is right. the most powerful thing to leverage. So that's, you know, we talk a lot here. We, we have what we call it core tenants to our business, right? Like, what are the fundamental things that as an investor you need to subscribe to and hold dear if you're going to be successful working with us, right? And there's a lot of different ways to do it in other firms that don't have these tenants, and that's fine. But for us, we talk a lot about buy and hold, right? Mm-hmm. Buy and hold, buy and hold, buy and hold. Yeah. And when we say that, what we mean is buy something and then don't mess with it. That's Let right. Let it do its work. Mm-hmm. Now, underneath all of that, why do we say that? Why is that a tenant? It's a tenant because of compound interest. right? What we're really trying to, to harness when we say buy and hold is let the compound interest work for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And the only way to do that is to leave it. Mm-hmm. right? Let time work in your favor. So we say that over and over and over again, but at the core of all of that, it is this concept of compound interest, right? So I think, you know, you did a really good job of, of illustrating kind of the, the power of compound interest and the difference. Now, I want to point out with simple interest, what's the difference, right? So with compound interest at 10% over 30 years, if you start with $10,000, and again, not adding anything, just mm-hmm. letting that $10,000 grow at a compounded rate of 10%, after 30 years, you, you basically ended $175,000. Mm-hmm. At simple interest, if you start with $10,000, at the same 10% rate, at the end of 30 years, you end with $40,000. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, yeah. are there a ton of investments out there paying simple interest rates? No. But it's important to understand from a debt perspective. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Because there are debts that you can take point. on mm-hmm. that grow at a simple interest rate as opposed to a compound mm-hmm. interest rate. Debt works the same way. All we're talking about are math, right? It's yep. a math concept. How fast mm-hmm. does this number grow? Yep. So if your debt's compounded in a simple interest, that's much more favorable than debt being compounded at a compound interest. And credit cards, mm-hmm. not surprisingly, mm-hmm. grow at a compound rate. Mm-hmm. So be hyper, hyper, hyper monthly, aware. right? Yeah. And we'll talk about the difference and how often it's compounded. Mm-hmm. Yep. But just be aware of that. Uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of investments out there. Maybe a handful of CDs are left over out there that are, are simple mm-hmm. interest rates. Right. But from a debt perspective, be highly aware of which type of rate you're getting mm-hmm. because one's much more favorable than the other. So if we're talking about growing wealth, we want compound. If we're talking about growing debt, we want simple. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you had a really good point there. So I'm going to bring up the formula 
uh, of what compound interest is. You guys ready to hear it? Let's do it. Are you <laughs> excited to hear it? I wonder if I could. No, I'm not even going to try to say it off the top of my head. Dude, are you serious? Please do. No, 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 no. I okay. won't get it. All right. Come on, man. It's So it would be principal times uh-huh. one yep. plus the rate mm-hmm. over the number of, it's either, yeah, no, over, over the number of compounding periods. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All of that, so parentheses around all of that, yep. times the units of time. Dude. Nailed it. Have more confidence in yourself, I d- Well, I, I did look at it like early this morning as I was preparing for this. So <laughs> still got I, it. I would not have gotten it if I had not looked at it this morning. Well. But I'll take it. So one important component of what Adam geniusly just mentioned is the number of times interest is compounded. Mm-hmm. Yep. You want to speak to that, Miss Janet? Well, I mean, it could be monthly. It could be quarterly. It could be semi-annually, annually. There's just different possibilities. And obviously... If it's monthly, then you're gonna it's gonna compound even more. So then, the higher the number of periods, the more uh, it will compound. The more it will grow. So, the same with the debt. You know, that's why credit cards are such an an evil if you don't pay them off. Is yep. because it accrues monthly. Yeah, yep. crazy. So to illustrate that, yeah, right. So if we did annual compounding, let's look at ten thousand dollars. Uh huh. If we compounded once a year, mm-hmm. you would end with $10,800. If you compounded quarterly, 10824 mm-hmm. Compounded monthly, 10830 So year. over one year, mm-hmm. you've made a free, just, just came into an extra $30 after one year, just as a function of that interest compounding monthly as opposed to annually. Yep. Over 10 years, if we broke into those same annual, quarterly, and monthly, after 10 years, you'd be at 21.5,000 annually, just over 22,000, so 600 more dollars quarterly, or $22,100. Uh, I'm sorry, $22,200. Mm-hmm. So a significant difference in those compounding periods. Yeah. So why is that? Like, What's the mechanism behind that? The more often that it's compounding, the faster you're getting that money reinvested to grow in the market exactly. as well. Right. Right. So if it's once a year, it's think about it. It's like, what's the nugget there? Like we can talk about boring math all day. What's the nugget to take away from like a behavioral standpoint? Yep. Invest your money as soon as you have it. Right. So like a lot of people will build up their cash or whatever that once a year, and I've been guilty of this in the past, of just once a year putting your money mm-hmm. in. The problem with that is if that money's been sitting there for six months or eight months or 12 months, that's time that the smaller amounts that you've been saving up could have mm-hmm. already been in the market working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the the nugget to take away. The sooner you can get that money in the market, mm-hmm. the better. And right. that's why the more so, often it's compounded, the more your money grows. Now, of course, this assumes a steady rate of return of 10%. The market doesn't do that. Right. It could go down too. But over time, because mm-hmm. we know markets go up more than they go down, the sooner you get that money in the market, no matter how small it is, the better. And that would be the thing that I would take from this topic, right? I mean, yep. we're, we're, we've basically covered what compound interest is. This yes. is not rocket science. Nope. We're not reinventing the wheel. But I think what many people, and, and I fell victim to this early on in my, my, I would say, adult life, let's say 22 onward, 23 onward, um, not appreciating small amounts of money. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I get it. Right. I'm only 32. I see the memes. I see the jokes online about how boomers will say, you know, yeah. Yeah. you'd be in this million dollar mansion if you didn't go to Starbucks every day. And, and, and the kind of up pennies off mm-hmm. the pavement. Right. Like yeah. the blowback to that, which is like, man, if only, you know, I, I had, you know, one less Starbucks drink. And, and I get it to some degree kind of that tongue in cheek mm-hmm. approach and why it is kind of overblown. But, but on the other hand, uh-huh. that five dollars that you spend uh-huh. every day on that coffee yep that's 30 well, let's say five days a week for the working days let's say that's 20 days a month yeah okay so 20 times five that's a hundred bucks we can scoff at a hundred dollars mm-hmm. or we can leverage a hundred dollars over 30 years uh-huh so it's that concept and, and part of it is ego right there's oh, two components sure. part of it is ego thinking it's too humble it's too lowly for me to invest $5 a week yeah. or $10 a week. And you don't want to, it almost makes you look and go, I don't, I don't have more. Yeah. You have to acknowledge, I don't have more to put mm-hmm. to work. Yeah. You got to put that aside. That's right. It's, it's not a bad thing. Don't let your ego stop you from having success. Everyone starts somewhere. That is actually a really powerful thing to say. And because mm-hmm. yeah. of compound interest, that small amount will not be small for very long. Yep. And before you know it, because of that, yep. you'll you'll have more financial freedom. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to make better financial decisions in the future as a result of that financial freedom. And because mm-hmm. of that, you'll be investing a heck of a lot more than $5 a month or That's a week, right. whatever it is. So these things build on themselves. Mm-hmm. But it all starts with acknowledging the power right. of this math and letting it work in your favor, regardless of the amount. Yep. All right. It all starts there. The second thing I would say that I think my generation struggles with is because we feel like we don't have enough to invest. And maybe I say my generation, maybe I should say younger people, right? Mm-hmm. Why do we not start earlier? Well, it feels like a wound that we can't save and that we're not making progress. So to put kind of some solve on that wound, we go out and buy something for ourselves, mm-hmm. something stupid that we really don't need, whether it is that $5 yeah. cup of coffee or mm-hmm. whether it's that $20 Amazon get, gadget or sweater or jacket. shoes, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's a dumb thing that if we were mm-hmm. honest with ourselves, yep. we don't need. It's our consumerism trying to make us feel better Retail in therapy. the moment. Exactly. Right. Well, if you could just pick, I'm not saying get rid of all the things, right. pick one thing. Yeah. Pick one thing, mm-hmm. right? And I know a lot of our listeners probably don't fall in the 30 and below bracket. That's fine. But you probably got kids or grandkids or mm-hmm. someone in your life that needs to hear this. Yes. Tell them to listen. Tell them yourself mm-hmm. these things, right? But find a way to get this across to them. Yeah. Small amounts of money <clears throat> matter. Yeah. And the earlier you do it, the bigger those numbers are going to be in the end of the day. That's right. So that's really all I have for this topic. It's not rocket science, but that's why it's so powerful is that it doesn't have to be complicated and anybody can take advantage of it. You can keep it simple. In other words, you can keep it Mm -hmm. simple. Miss Janet, anything to add onto that? That was pretty, that was very good. I think, but I don't think it's just the young people. I think my generation struggles with that as well. Sure. You know, we're, we're consumers in America, right? And yep, yep. Even my my mother struggles with that. She'd yeah. rather spend than save, mm-hmm. you know. And so, it is. It's that instant gratification to make you feel better. And but once you spend it, it's gone. And yep, yep. anything that you invest at a compounding interest rate is growing massively. so massively. Yeah, yes, massively. for you. So, so I do think that's something we can teach the younger generation that that the previous generations have failed at. Teach them young, you know. That. And that's the power of it. We're not saying that you have to live on cat food to be to invest. I'm right. saying like cut a little thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it's you're cutting $10 a month, fine, cut it. Right. Yep. That's an easy thing to do. Any, I don't care who you are, you can find yes. $10 mm-hmm. a month to cut out of yes. your spending and then invest it. Mm-hmm. 
And 30 years from now, you will be so dang glad you did. It mm-hmm. won't even take you 30 years though, because in five years, you're going to see what that mm-hmm. what that does. Yep. And it's going to motivate you to take that 10 and make it 500 a month. That's right. I promise you. So just get started. Get off your butt and get started. <laughs> All right, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well said. easy. Yeah. Anything else? No, sir. That's all I got. This was an easy one. Yeah. A powerful one. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for your time. We'll see you next time. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks. If you have any questions for Adam or Janet concerning this topic or anything else, please visit us at our home on the web, assetbuilder.com slash podcast. There you can find their contact information as well as the show notes for every episode. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not to be construed as an offer, solicitation, recommendation, or endorsement of any particular security, product, or service. For more information, visit assetbuilder.com.